0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 1974, Chilean director Alejandro Jodorowsky whose film El Topo and the Holy Mountain launched and ultimately defined the midnight movie phenomena, began to work on his most ambitious project. Starring his own son, uh, Brontis, uh, alongside Orson Welles, Mick Jagger, David Carradine, and Salvador Dali, featuring music by Pink Floyd and art by some of the most provocative talents of the era, including H.R. Geiger, uh, Jean Moebius Gerard, uh, Jodorowsky's adaptation of Frank Herbert's sci-fi classic, Dune, was poised to change cinema forever. But that didn't quite happen. And we're joined today by the director of Jodorowsky's Dune, a fantastic documentary about this amazing story. And that would be director and producer Frank Pavich. Frank, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. And um, boy, what a story. And first of all, just in, the, in terms of the place that Dune has in the um, in the lexicon of sci-fi, uh, I don't know that there are many, if any, novels that are more highly regarded. There's a few Asimov, few Asimov novels, maybe, that kind of approach it. But is that a fair statement to say that Dune is among the most revered sci-fi novels of all?
1: Oh I would say definitely. I mean, you know, in the, in the, there's many do novels and many sequels, but even just just sticking with the first one, it's such a massive massive book. I mean, what is it? 600 pages and it has a, you know, a 100-page glossary. Um there's so many ideas and so many things in there um which so many other writers and filmmakers have have gone to for inspiration. That uh yeah. that uh, I would say yes, it's probably the most uh Certainly, one of one of the most uh, influential sci-fi novels of all time.
0: Well, I have to say, I I I was familiar. I'm um unfortunately old enough to have been around when Dune was the novel was was out and and was causing quite a sensation. I I was unaware that there are apparently just a couple of copies of what an original artwork, original what was that that uh, uh, Alejandro had in his possession.
1: Oh, that is, that's basically the compendium of all the artwork that Alejandro and his team uh, created when oh. they were... Um he was trying to make his version of dune.
0: Oh, I, I so thought expensive. I got okay. I had the impression it was an actual Frank Herbert creation, but it was oh no, no no, I, this
1: is that's pure Jodorowski. Okay. pure pure, pure Jodorowsky.
0: Okay. All right. So let's frame the director Alejandro Jodorowsky in 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 the in sort of his time of his time and what he's best known for as a as a film director.
1: Sure, he um, he is credited with uh, being really the originator of the midnight movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1970, he made a movie called El Topo, uh, which started screening in uh, in New York City seven nights a week at midnight <laughs> um, to literally to sold out houses for for a full straight six months, and that kind of ushered in this whole concept, you know, the the popularity of avant-garde cinema, and that's you know. A, as you know, midnight movies went along. Of course, yeah. we got things like David Lynch's Eraserhead. We got the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Um, but all those—the um, origin of all that—really comes from from Alejandro and his films.
0: And to to say, I think it's fair to say that uh, Alejandro Jodors- Jodorski would be considered a surrealist. Filmmaker.
1: Oh, for sure, that would be an understatement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I know I've seen El Topo. I saw it a long time ago, but seeing uh, clips from it in your film uh, reminded me of just how uh, jarring an experience it was to see, uh, and still is.
1: Just, just to give you an idea, you know, of of the way he describes El Topo. He said he set out to make a western. But what he ended up with, what he ended up with, was an Eastern. So that kind of uh, that'll put him into perspective. That does.
0: Know? That's a very good way to put him into perspective. And and uh, even at the very beginning of uh, 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 Jodorowsky's Dune, your film, it, it, where he just, he sort of defines what art is to him and what you know the creation of art means, uh, I thought it was a terrific way to f- open this film. And uh, t- I don't have it written for word for word, but it's. It's about the creative pro. About being creative. It, it's. Oh, shoot, I lost my note on that, but uh, it's just the, what,
1: he. He basically speaks about you know art and what is art. Yes. Um, and uh, and that to him, movies are the highest form of art. He said yes. they're up there like painting, or literature, or poetry. Right. Movies are, are the equivalent to him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and 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 throughout the film, uh, that this theme keeps coming back. The sort of spiritual warrior. This idea. Uh, an aspiration uh, beyond, your, almost beyond human experience is really, uh, I, I think, uh, at some point in in the film. So let's go. I don't want to get too far afield or too far off the too far ahead of ourselves. So after the success of El Topo and the Holy Mountain, uh, Alejandro Jadorsky decides that uh, he would like he's offered the opportunity to make any film he wants after the success of these two films. Um, tell us who that uh, who basically. Proffered that offer to him, and and go from there. Uh,
1: there was a producer in Paris mm-hmm. uh, named Michel Soudoux, mm-hmm. and uh, Michel Soudoux had uh, success in Europe. He distributed Alejandro's films in Europe um, to to great acclaim. Uh, they actually became quite um, quite widely known, much more so than um, than they were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were speaking on the phone after, after The Holy Mountain came out, and Michelle asked him, so what do you want to do? Let's, I would like to produce a film with you, not just distribute it for you. What do you want to do? And Alejandro suddenly said, Dune. And this was a book that he had not read... <laughs> But he, but somebody had told him once that it was a very good book. But the way he describes it is that it was almost like a divine inspiration. Mm-hmm. That something sort of, kind of came down from the heavens. And he said, "I could have said anything. Yeah. I could have said Hamlet. I could have said Don Quixote. But I said, I said Dune, and uh, and that kind of started off this whole uh, this whole adventure.
0: Tell our listeners why Dune is such a daunting enterprise in 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 and why it go ahead tell tell us a little bit about sort of the depth and scope of the a film project related to dune
1: well it's essentially it's a story that's essentially set, uh, set around 20,000 years 20,000 not 2,000 but 20,000 years into the future mm-hmm. uh, and it basically takes place on this desert planet um where the most important commodity in the entire universe is farmed uh, and cultivated, and it's this—it's this, it's this uh, drug essentially called spice. So here we go back into the 60s, and you know, yeah. the main product is a drug, and this drug is what allows um, interstellar space travel to to be possible. Um, so it's so it's kind of this allegory about um, the oil peak and all these things that were going on. Um, in the 1960s and 70s, uh, along with plenty of, you know, healthy dose of psychedelia and and other alternative uh, ways of thinking. Um, And it's about religion. It's kind of, it's about so many. It's such a dense, incredibly dense book um, that you could literally make 500 movies coming out of it. Um, There's so many interesting things and interesting, weird parts. Um, and like I said it's probably around six hundred pages There's a hundred page glossary to try and help you with the terms they use and the character names and the words they've invented it's it's quite um it's a daunting it's a daunting book just to read, let alone to try and figure out how to adapt for
0: uh, for a film and hence the the this uh this sort of Sisyphean... not sysphi herculean task of trying to pull together all these different elements and do it in such a way. Uh, i think it, if it had been done by um a traditional more traditional uh an, a director with a more traditional outlook it still would have been an overwhelming uh enterprise but given Jadorsky's propensity for out outlandish images it's really kind of it's it's really kind of a a, a spider well, it's a spider's trap in a in a way to be to be drawn to it in such you know I can, it's easy to see why he was drawn to the project and wouldn't want to do well, it i
1: I think you have to be kind of out there in yeah. order to even look at that book yeah. and think, "Oh yes, I will make this into a film um, and yeah. someone like him is is pretty much i think the perfect person to tell that story because yeah. the way he describes movies, he says that you know doing an adaptation um, that he was he was you know, he was not looking to do a page by page adaptation to the screen. He was looking to create art. And he says when he makes movies, he makes um he tells stories visually mm-hmm. and um and and that's what you need to do, I think. I think in order to to adapt a six hundred page sci fi novel, um, you need to cut those words and you know, take yeah. those pages and make images out of them and to make something incredible that you could sit there in, in, in wonderment in front of. Um so he seemed like I think you have to be a little out there in yeah. order to uh, to think that yes, I could make Dune into a feature film.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I, it probably wasn't the most del- most uh, articulate way to to frame what I, that question I just uh, posed because you're right. You have to be a bit mad to want <laughs> to to want to you know to get into a project like this. And just to give the audience, by the way, we're speaking with the director and producer of. Uh, Jadorsky's Dune. That would be Frank Povich. Um, and the film is opening here in Los Angeles, as well in New York. And you'll be at a screening, a couple of different uh, screenings tonight in New York. So for those listening on the internet, tell us where you'll be.
1: Uh, I will be at uh, Lincoln Plaza okay. on the upper west side at the 535 uh, screening. And then I'll be down at the Film Forum at the 750 showing, I believe it is.
0: And it's, it's opening here at the Landmark. Yes, exactly. Okay, in Los Angeles. So, um, now, just to I give... I wish I could be at the landmark as well. That
1: would be fantastic. <laughs> we,
0: okay. Uh, well, now, um, just to give the audience a sense of... It wasn't just, uh, you know, the musings of Jadorsky at this point. He actually was beginning to gather, pull together uh, a cast, uh, a support team, the the artists, the, the visionaries that he saw as the people best suited. Tell us... A little bit about who he was pulling into this project, which is just a remarkable lineup of talent.
1: Well, he, you know, he was looking, as he says, for he, he looks at movies and art as as spiritual endeavors, and he said he was looking for a team of spiritual warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started um, to. He knew that this was going to be a very visual film, so he started to amass a team of visual artists. Not people that had worked in film before necessarily, mm-hmm. but you know, true fine artists, painters, designers, um, who he thought could could help translate this work uh, w- along with him. So he hired um, a uh, a probably the the greatest, the world's greatest um, comic book artist, uh, a French artist named uh, named Mobius. Mm-hmm. He hired a British uh, sci-fi artist named Chris Foss. Mm-hmm. He hired the Swiss surrealist H.R. Giger, who of course went on to go make all the you know amazing designs for Alien years later. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, he had originally hired um, uh, was in talk to hire Douglas Trumbull right. to do the special effects, and Douglas Trumbull, of course, is to this day is probably you know the the premier visual effects person in the world. Two thousand and one. From 2001 up until Tree of Life a couple of years ago, and yeah. everything in between. So really, a true, true visionary. Um, but Jodorowsky met with him and decided that this person was not his spiritual warrior, um, and he went the opposite direction. And he hired a, a gentleman named Dan O'Bannon, who at that point had only um, had really only uh... Done the special effects for John Carpenter's Dark Star, which is essentially John Carpenter's and Dan O'Bannon's uh, thesis film mm. from USC. Mm. But Jodorowsky goes, you know, not by your resume, but by something else. You know, kind of the same reason that he said Dune when he hadn't read Dune. It's the same reason that he hired these people. He had an intuition and a and a feeling that these were the right people for his team.
0: Yeah, and and uh... as. Yeah. They were. It was like a an emotional reaction that he had in these encounters, these interviews, if you will, with these people that really guided him. Um, and it was, and it wasn't just the uh, you know the 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 uh, technicians and the the artists, but he was in the process of amassing a a, a cast that included Orson Welles, Mick Jagger, David Carradine, and my favorite, uh, one of my favorite sections of the of the film. And Salvador Dali, and, and I thought that was, I thought that was in, in incredible. It seemed to undergird so, many, so much of my perception of Salvador Dali uh, that it just I was sort of blown away by how much uh, it, it sort of fit. Um, but uh, into his cast and music by Pink Floyd, so he had together this, and his and his son um, was going to be one of the key characters, and his twelve-year-old son at the time. Uh, yeah. So he he is underway, and I, I I let I don't want to go too far into this because I think it's in the telling of the story. It's in the in his, it's in Jorsky's, uh Dune that we want to find out more of what happened and why. But what, was there anything in particular when you uh, doing this film that you were just really surprised to find out or s- insights into Jowarski life that you weren't aware of? Tell us what you found out about him that surprised you most, and the making, or the the attempt to make Dune. Well,
1: I, I think what I came away with, you know, the biggest revelation to me, which is really, really kind of ended up being the whole point of the, of the documentary itself, um, was positivity and this mm-hmm. idea of ambition. Mm-hmm. Because with anybody else, if they spend two years working on a film and really fully realizing it, I mean, they did 3,000... Uh, storyboard images, everything was designed from the first scene to the last scene, every bit of dialogue, every camera movement, every vehicle, every every bit of clothing, everything was fully designed, ready to go. Um, and if anybody else had tried to do that and after two years um, had found the project uh, to collapse, it would destroy them. And, and the telling of that story, even 40 years later, um, would be a very sad story and a story of devastation and a story of failure. But Jodorowsky's personality is so incredible, um, and his outlook on life is so amazing that he took this potentially negative story and he views it as a positive. Yeah. He views his dune not as a failure, but as an incredible success. Yeah. You know, he says, look at the work that I did. It's incredible. You know, And, I, and I, I took the ideas that I had um, and I couldn't put in a film, and I put them into subsequent works. And all of my spiritual warriors, who had never worked in film before, they all went on to go have great film careers. Even H.R. Giger even won an Oscar years later. I mean, these people have gone on to amazing, to do amazing things, um, as well as as well as he. And and he really feels that that is the is a testament um, to that creation. You know, and you can look at there's a whole section in the film, obviously, about how those you know those ideas that like- they created end up in films even, even to this day. Yeah. So it really, it's a failure that is not a failure, because it truly, truly lives on up until 2014 and, and beyond. Yeah. And that was really the surprise for me. I didn't realize that the story was going to uh, was take that
0: path. I agree, and I, I love that section of the film as well. The, 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 the images that are directly out of the storyboards that you see in Prometheus, I mean, as recent yeah. as I think that's the most recent film you cited, and that's the in, most recent one. Yes, I mean all of them. Star Wars. I mean the the, the laser fighting, the laser. What am I trying to say? The laser, ah, the, the fights, uh, the lightsabers. Lightsabers. Thank you. I couldn't right. say it. Uh, scenes are directly from from the storyboard. I mean, there's just a lot And it, and I guess that is an awesome. Uh, Takeaway from uh, uh, from this film. I mean, uh, I am not familiar with him as a person, Alejandro Jodorowsky. I wasn't. I, I knew of his films, but this, what a what a wonderful person he is. Um, in, in, there's a different. And I don't want to belittle somebody like Werner Herzog. You don't. He's a visionary and a and a kind of in the same sort of mode as a an obsessive filmmaker. But you don't have that sense of warmth in in that when you hear Herzog talk, I, I, I don't know him as a person, I don't mean to belittle him in any way, but Jadorsky comes off as just a a in that same mode but as a very positive person. So I, I, I agree. I was very impressed he's with a,
1: he's a real guru. He's a real spiritual leader and not like a not a spiritual leader who's trying to pass the hat and uh and take your money, but really just a spiritual leader who wants to make your life better. You know, his his whole goal when he makes art whether it's a film or whether whether it's a book or whether it's whatever he's doing is to is to create transformation yeah. because it's a failure only when people go into a movie and they come out two hours later and they're not changed they're the same person going in you know so mm-hmm. when you when you make a project like this the the goal is that when is to change people for the better yeah. so they go into the movie and they come out inspired or they come out with new ideas or they come out as different people um, and what an amazing Lofty, incredible, admirable goal that
0: is. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of things in terms of just sort of um, the people in the film, and two things struck me. And and people who know him best. Uh, obviously, seeing his uh, Brontus, his his son in the film as a now grown man, and how much he seems to really like his dad and and appreciate him and respect him. I thought that was really. A very cool part for me. Oh,
1: that's fantastic! Oh, that's right. I, I will let them know that that came across strongly. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, and the other one is uh, Michel Sardou. That uh, they they, uh, they did not work together uh, after immediately after uh, the Dune project, but are working together again. Again, I thought that was yeah. just
1: after uh, after almost forty years, they uh, kind of rekindled their their relationship and uh, and realized that they both missed each other. They were both afraid they really were afraid that they had let the other person down. You know, Jodorowsky thinks, um, oh, Michelle said, you must hate him because he cost him $2 million during this pre-production and that he's not a good enough artist to have made this happen. And Michelle thought the same thing. Michelle thought that that Alejandro must hate him, must think that he's not a strong enough producer and that he didn't fight hard enough for him, and that he let him down.
0: Yeah.
1: But neither person had negative feelings towards the other. They just truly missed each other and... Uh, yeah. And then they ended up working together again, and we have a new uh, Jodorowsky film coming out in a few months. So uh, it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Uh,
0: I just I, this is a, just it's such a wonderful film in so many ways, and again, in in addition to um, the the relationships that you see unfold and and the story unfold in uh, Jodorowsky's uh, Dune. It. It's also um, a discovery of something, and this is the beauty of do- a great documentaries, is is going to places and discovering things that you never knew or would have known uh, uh, otherwise. And I just uh, I so appreciate an, a filmmaker who can who can do that for me. And uh, and uh, it's just been a, it was wonderful watching uh, your film. I I, I want to thank you for that. Um,
1: oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, for watching it and for giving uh, for giving your thoughts. I really oh, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so well, glad you, that you liked it.
0: Oh, well, I did. I really did. And I I um and I just want to remind our listeners once again the director producer Frank Pavic and you're going to be in New York. You're in New York right now. You'll be at a, a couple of different theaters tonight. Again, Film Forum at seven.
1: I believe it's 750, 750 and
0: Lincoln Plaza at 5:35. You know, I I haven't spent a lot of time in New York, but I've happened to have been in both of those places and they're both fantastic places to see a movie. So, <laughs> I wouldn't you know, I'd been in theaters of all the places, you know. I've been to, and then um and then also Go figure. <laughs> yeah, go figure. I know. And then out here at the, at the landmark here in Los Angeles. Uh now you're not going to be there, but it's opening here in Los Angeles as well. So, uh uh, anything on the are uh, you working i don't want to detract from our message here, but are you working on anything uh post dune here or no, it's,
1: this one's believe it or not this one's still um, okay it's still kind of a full time okay. full time uh, job for me um, you know, I've, I've kind of been thinking about what to do next, and i haven't quite zeroed it, zeroed in on it yet, but i know the only thing I know so far is that it needs to be something that would make Jodorowski proud and it needs to be something that has the same values um, of of transformation and of, and of bettering people's lives um, that wow. I think his work does. So if I can kind of aspire to be somewhat uh, like him, that would be uh, that would be a great success to me.
0: That is an incre- Thank you for that. That is an incredible life lesson, and if nothing else, to understand that the the real value uh, of is of life is is in the pursuit of the things that uh, that are positive and make us a little bit better. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. Well, take care. Uh, the film uh, Jadorsky's Dune, and it is opening today. Um, as and the producer director Frank uh, Pavich, thank you for being here on Film School.
1: Thanks so much, Mike. I really
0: appreciate it. You take care.